0: Thank you for spending time with me here today. Now, I was listening to an audiobook by Lisa Bevere called Without Rival, and right away I heard something that I had to back up and re-listen to and pause to think about, and I decided to share some of my thoughts here with you on what I heard, especially as things kept being added to this in other places as my day went on. I want to encourage you to listen all the way to the end of this. I'm saying this because there may be some things I say that you have a hard time with. Maybe it doesn't make sense to you. It doesn't seem to line up with the fact that God allowed your child to die. But I want you to listen all the way through as I explain some of the things, as I make statements, you know, as I explain them. So hang in there with me, okay? And before we really get started in this, let's just pray. Holy Spirit, come be with us right now. Whoever is listening, I pray that you would just blanket them with your presence, that you would give them your peace, Lord, that you would give them ears to hear whatever it is that you want them to hear today. Let them absorb and receive in their hearts and in their minds whatever it is that you have for each listener today. Right now, we just welcome you And we say, come, Holy Spirit, do your work, bring a healing, whatever is needed. We just give you permission, Holy Spirit, to be at work in our lives because we so desperately need you. And I pray this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Okay, I am going to just dig right in with this statement. God does not love us all the same. He doesn't love us all equally. Hmm, I'll bet you just had a bunch of exploding thoughts in your mind when I said that, and I bet those thoughts were all over the place. Now, I want you to think about this. When we say God loves us all the same, it sounds really good, but it kind of sounds like God's love can be measured. And that were replaceable. If I break a glass, I hope I can find the same glass to replace it. When I eat my last stick of gum, I replace the pack in my purse, usually with the same flavor. These things are replaceable with something that is the same usually. I like these the same. I like my gum the same. I like, you know, I want the same this and the same that. We order the same thing at the restaurant, whatever. Now when I was pregnant with my second child, I remember thinking how horrible I felt because I did not think I could possibly love this one inside of me as much as Becca, my first child. I had so much love for her. How would it be possible to love this other child just as much, the same amount, right? Well, I fell in love with this little guy. Well, let me say he wasn't quite little. He came out at 8 pounds, 12 ounces, but I love him. I loved him because he was so different than his big sister. And I loved those things about him. My love did not diminish. It multiplied. As a parent, we know that our children are not replaceable. We don't love our children equally. We love them uniquely. I have five children and they are all my favorites. <laughs> and they We have a thing in our house about this, but they are all my favorites for different reasons. I don't love them all the same. I love them all uniquely and in special ways. Now, doesn't that make sense that our daddy God in heaven, our heavenly father, doesn't love all of us equally? He loves each one of us uniquely. Loving us the same isn't big enough. It implies that each one of us can be replaced or interchangeable. Now, it's even the same with our pets. When a beloved dog or cat or other pet dies, we may go out and get another one, but it does not replace it. That just can't happen. The new pet will have its own personality and quirks and things that irritate us, but it will still be another, a different, beloved pet that we add to our lives, not replace. It is not out with the old and in with the new. Now, it's funny because literally, like half an hour ago, my granddaughter and my son left, and they introduced us to their new puppy. They had a a bull mastiff and sweet sweet dog named petra and she passed away this summer and it was devastating especially to my granddaughter well to both of them but they have now i can't say replaced petra because you can't replace you don't love them the same but now they have a let me see a pura doodle it's like a pyrenees and a mixed with a poodle cute cute little thing but it's not the same. They're not replacing Petra. They're getting a new dog that has multiplied and expanded their love. Now, I, you know, I can't stand it when people compare losing our children to losing a pet. That's not what I'm doing. What I'm doing is helping us establish that we don't love people in our lives or even pets in our lives the same. And God's love for us is the same way. We can't measure the love for our children. And God's love for each one of us is immeasurable. None of our children occupy more of our hearts than another one of our children. We love them completely for their uniqueness. They can have completely opposite personalities and we love those exact opposite things in them. One can be feisty and full of energy is what we love about them. And another can be reserved and quiet and a deep thinker. And that's what we love about that child. God loves each one of us like we do our children. He loves each of us in our own specialness. He loves each of us in our own unique way. We are each his favorite because we are uniquely loved. God isn't like a pizza. We just had a pizza tonight while they were over that we just painstakingly cut into exact equal pieces so that no child feels slighted. Your piece is bigger than mine. We try really hard to make those so even. God's love is not an act of portion control like that, making sure that he loves each of us evenly. He loves you when you're lifting your hands in worship to him, and he loves you when you turn your back on him. He loves you right now While you are listening to this podcast, and he loves you when you are intentionally doing something you know is pulling you away from God and his love for you. And he loves you every bit as much when you shake your fist at him, stiff arm him, and even curse and swear at him. He loves you just as much as when you're sitting in church or reading your Bible or doing something that we consider spiritual. You are the only one like you. God loves each of us as if there is only one of us, because that is the case. Jeremiah 31.3 says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, I have continued my faithfulness to you. Now, I know we can see his faithfulness from a totally different viewpoint after our child died but I want to emphasize the fact that he says, I have loved you. This is past tense. I've loved you from before you were even a thought in anyone's mind. Your father, God had already decided and set firm in place that he loved you and he will continue to love you exactly the way you are. He loved you when you were young and immature and did stupid and foolish things. And he loves you in your growth and maturity and wisdom. Our Father God does not have love for you. He is love for you. It is intimate and it is unique because you were uniquely created by him for the purpose of him to be able to love you in your uniqueness in who you are, the real you, deep down inside. Absolutely nothing can shake his love for you. Now, I find it interesting that Jeremiah 31.3, the verse I just shared, starts out by saying, The Lord appeared to him from far away. I know many of you feel like that is where God is right now, very far away. I want to share something with you about this. As I was putting this episode together, I got a message from a periver who has lost both her daughter and her granddaughter, which I talked about for the last couple of weeks. She's also the hospice caregiver of her partner who has cancer. I got permission, and I want to read to you part of what she shared with me. Beth says, I had not planned on listening to your podcast on Forgiving God, Part 2. I was going to try another podcast, but I forgot to change it before I started driving again. I am forever thankful for that because God knew I needed to hear it. Isaiah 43, 1b. That was the verse he had spoken to my heart to use on my daughter's birth announcement. I had been thinking about that very memory. And then your podcast came on about forgiveness, and you were speaking about that exact scripture. Then later, I shared that story with a friend who is in remission, how I almost didn't listen because I did not realize the amount of anger I had toward God, thinking I had none. Now, here's my personal interjection. Was this God appearing to her from far away? Because she was angry with him. Didn't even realize it, but she was angry with him. Now, Beth goes on to say, she, her friend, shared with me that very scripture was prayed over her five years ago to heal her cancer. Spiritually, I had never felt him so near. Of course, being earthbound, that eventually left me, and I wept over the loss of it, knowing I had begged for a sign, and he had been waiting for me to be ready, and I wasn't ready. And no, now he was trying to spare me the immense pain I would come to feel. But in that time, it was the most love I have ever felt in my lifetime. I'm 61. It was so much bigger than the word. It was God. God is love. I was able to recognize I needed to work on two major things, patience and forgiveness in all things. Now, as Beth and I continued to correspond, she shared something else that was extremely significant from that same verse in Isaiah that I also talked about in the podcast that she had planned on skipping and not listening to. Let me add here that she was the one who found her own daughter drowned in a creek on their land. Beth says, I find it no coincidence that passed through the waters is the wording I chose for her birth announcement and also the very scripture God had me think of and then you using it on your podcast, the very one I was going to skip but miraculously didn't and that my friend spoke to me about it from her spiritual experience with it. I have never had something so spiritual and so undeniably from our Creator happen to me before. Now, I know that a lot of you are probably thinking that you wish you had some sort of an encounter from God or a sign that he's with you. You've been begging for that too or feeling his presence. I want to circle back to something Beth said. She said, I didn't realize the amount of anger I had toward him. I had begged for a sign and he had been waiting for me to be ready and I wasn't ready because he knew it would have caused more pain. And I believe that's because instead of seeing it as his love, Now, I'm just saying that we can think we're ready, but God, in his love, knows if we really aren't, maybe because of how angry we are at him, maybe because we know that what we're looking for from him would actually cause us more pain because of the emotional turmoil that we're in. Now, when you're mad at someone, there's no right answer, okay? Admit that, right? When we're mad, there's no right answer. There's nothing that can be said or done to help. But when we choose to release the anger, we can then receive his love in the middle of our pain in a way that brings a true measure of comfort and the healing our hearts desperately need. Now, how do you do that? I suggest you start out by saying out loud, I am not going to be mad at God anymore and keep blaming him for what happened. And then anytime you feel that anger rising up in you, stop and tell yourself again, No, I'm not going to be mad at God. I'm done. I refuse to hang on to this. I will not be mad at God. This is just like forgiveness. It's a choice that you continually need to make until your feelings line up with your choice. Your anger with God is something you either choose to hang on to by allowing that emotion to fester, or you choose to push it away every time it tries to surface until it is no longer something you struggle with. Let's circle back to God's love and how he doesn't love us the same, but how he loves us uniquely and individually. That is how he is going to respond to you, just like you respond to all your children differently. He's not going to respond to you the same way he did to Beth or to me or to any of the guests that you have heard on this podcast. There's only one you and there's only one of your child. And here's where I want to make a shift. I want to read Isaiah 43, 1 through 2, which is the scripture that Beth has been referring to. Now, this is what the Lord says, the one who created you and the one who formed you. Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. When you cross through the waters, I will be with you. When you cross the rivers, they will not sweep you away. When you walk through fire, you will not be burned, and the flame will not set you on fire. Let me read that verse 2 in the Living Bible translation. When you go through deep waters and great trouble, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. And the other part of the scripture I want to read from the NIRV, do not be afraid. I will set you free. I will send for you by name. You belong to me. Now at one point, As Beth and I were communicating with each other, Beth wrote, He has called them by their names, for they are his. We tend to look at this verse for ourselves, but this verse is also for our children. He loves each one of them uniquely and individually, and he knows what they need, when they need it, even more than we do or did. It's amazing that we trust ourselves in all our flaws and all of our mess-ups to parent our children better than we trust a perfect God who is the one who created our children in their wonderful uniqueness and then gave them to us for their time here on earth. Remember, God doesn't just love. He is love, both for you and for our children who are with him. We can either choose to torment ourselves with believing that God doesn't know what he's doing and he really messed up, or we can choose to trust his love for each one of us in a way that brings peace in our pain. And I'm saying for our children too. He has not just called us by name. He has called each one of our children by name and they are his. I hope you make the choice to trust in his love for your unique and very special child, and in his love for you as his very unique and special child. God really does love you, and he loves your child in a special way. You are all his favorites, we are all his favorites, and he loves you and he loves your child uniquely and perfectly. Do you need some help at times working through some of the the all-over-the-place feelings you have after your child has left this earth? Do words like fear, anxious, anger, heaven, memories, confusion, time, or future hold new thoughts for you now? Or maybe you aren't sure how to sort through all of these swirling words or emotions. Well, I put together the book, My Grief Journey, specifically for this purpose. It goes through 42 words that express our grief journey. Each page can be colored, which studies show is a stress reliever. You don't have to color, but you can. And each page has a journaling prompt for each word to help you write things that you may be feeling that you haven't been able to put into words. For instance, one of the prompts for the word forgotten starts, I just wish someone would ask. Or the word life, the journaling prompt helps us by saying, I can honor my child's life by... Now, I've also written some thoughts about each word, and there is an appropriate scripture for each word as well. This is an award-winning book, and there are only a couple of days left to get this book free with our August special. When you purchase my newest book, Reflections of Hope, a daily reading for bereaved parents from the GPS Hope web store, we will send you my grief journey for free, but you have to put both books in your cart and then when you check out, use the promo code M-G-J-FREE. That stands for My Grief Journey Free. So you can find the web store at gpshope.org store. Put the Reflections of Hope in your cart, put My Grief Journey in your cart, and then put in the promo code M-G-J-FREE. There are only a couple of days left to get in on this, but I will extend it to the end of the week so you will have to order them by September 2nd to get My Grief Journey for free. And I will put a link to both of those books in the show notes if you want to find out more about either of these books. Let's go ahead with our birthday segment for this week. Jordan Hansen was born on August 24th and he is forever 21. Christina Michelle Lee was born on August 26th and is forever 26 Daniel Joseph Bud was born on August 29th and is forever 4 Charlotte Walline was born on September 1st and is forever 45 Raylan Huffman was born on September 2nd and is forever 22 We celebrate the day these children came into the world. It will always be a special day in the lives of these families. If you would like to have your child's birthday announced, the week of his or her birthday, I would love to be able to do that. All you have to do is go to gpshope.org slash birthdays. Fill in the information, including the pronunciation. If sometimes the first or the last name gets messed up because I want to make sure I say it correctly, Just submit that information, and I will add your son or daughter to the birthday segment the week of his or her birthday, and Dave will also send you an email that week to remind you to listen. I want to remind you that our time here on earth is just where we start. This isn't it. This isn't all there is. We tend to live like this world is the main thing. Like Wayne Jacobson says, it's like we're hanging out in the lobby. The real show is on the other side of the doors in the theater. As I was preparing this episode I realized how my verse for this year ties in so deeply with this topic. Let me read it to you. This is Ephesians 3:17 in the Passion Translation and it says, "Then by constantly using your faith, the life of Christ will be released deep inside you and the resting place of his love will become the very source and root of your life. I don't know about you, but that is the place I want to live from. I need to live from this place of resting in his love from a place deep inside me that cannot be uprooted or shaken. I hope That's what you are aiming for as well, and that this specific podcast episode will help in some way with that. Let me read this verse again, but this time I want to read it over you. Maybe you want to lift your hands like you're receiving it as a blessing as I read it for you to just kind of absorb it and take it in and come into agreement with it. Then, by constantly using your faith, The life of Christ will be released deep inside you, and the resting place of his love will become the very source and root of your life. Amen. He is calling you, not just hey you, but he is calling you by your name. He has called our children intimately as well by their name as we all learn, those of us left behind here, to allow his love to be our resting place more and more, we can have H-O-P-E. So hold on. Pain eases because there is hope in him.